Hi, I'm messenger to Jonathan and Finn Adventures alien, the of welcome. <laughs> Bebop? Happening to what's me? I don't think I understand what you mean, Jonathan. Words order out mouth, my coming the do in, nothing can I it of about what wrong there. Let me see if I understand that. You said words are coming out of your mouth in the wrong order, and there is nothing you can do about it. So think I. That would be the spell I put on you, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Jackson, who's nine from Columbus, Georgia, sent me that spell idea. It's a good one, huh? Like, don't it, I. <laughs> make stop, please, it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll make it stop. Phew! Thanks. Okay, so I'm just going to intro this show before any more of this happens. If you remember what happened in the last episode, the kids had met their doppelgangers on a gray planet, but weren't sure what to do about it. And then something called Magic Jammers showed up to force their hands. What's going to happen in the new episode of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian? Off to the races. It's a magic jammer, said Finn. It's that, yelled Bunce. They all looked up and saw what looked like a big green water balloon hurtling toward them. Don't let it hit you! They dove behind a tree and the balloon caught on one of the branches and popped, spraying the explorers with a green goop. Phew, said Bunce. I wasn't quite sure what would happen if one of those hit us, but I guess we're going to be okay. Okay, said Vale. This is disgusting. It's actually quite beautiful. The explorers and the clones all looked at Bunce for a moment. Your super admiral is way weirder than ours, said the Doppelvalle. Bunce shook his head. I wouldn't expect any of you to understand, but magic is an elegant art. It is precise, exact, and like the fine bristles of the most exquisite paintbrush, it can glide along the edges of the universe's canvas, transforming it with just a hint of glorious pigment. Finn leaned over and whispered to Juliana, Is he done yet? It is a difficult beast to contain, continued Bunce. Once it has been unleashed, you simply can't put it back in its cage. Wait a second, said Elias. I thought magic was paint. Now it's a beast? I'm not following. Yes, I suppose I have mixed my metaphors. Okay, Think of magic as a fish. A green balloon landed at Bunce's feet. One of your elegant fish just exploded, said Abigail. Bunce, just tell us what's going on here, said Finn. The aliens who gave me this magic, they don't like it being used out in the universe, he said, as I have explained to you. And they have the means to deploy what are called magic jammers to stop it being used. It's a truly beautiful thing, like I said. These magical spheres are like magic-seeking missiles. They go out into the void of space, home in on magic, and then, when they land, they end whatever spell has been cast. Why didn't they just jam the magic that changed the Marlow to a planet, said Finn. Because these jammers... Watch out now! A balloon flew over Foggy's head and splattered on the ground about ten feet away. 
These jammers are for small spells. The magic Claudius used was too powerful. They needed the help of a gifted mage such as myself for that. Okay, so what do we do about these magical water balloons? Said Vale. Because I don't want to get jammed. Nothing, said Bunce. What do you mean, said Finn? The jammers are here to remove the spells that I cast to create our doppelgangers. We simply let the jammers do their work, the doppelgangers disappear into the ether, and we collect ourselves, get back on the Shakespeare, and continue our journey. Wait a second, said the doppel Abigail. You're just going to let those jammers erase us? That doesn't seem very nice. It's not a matter of nice or not, said Bunce. It's about setting the universe back in balance. Finn shook his head. I knew it, Bunce. You haven't changed so much. You're willing to let these other... us just disappear to correct your mistakes. No, we need to think of a better plan. I have an idea, said Elias. These balloons are falling from the sky and splattering on the surface, right? So what if the doppelgangers aren't on the surface? Other Elias, let's see your digging abilities in action. Aw, yeah, it's my time to shine, said the doppel Elias. Elias dug like a super-powered gopher, opening a canyon surrounded by enormous piles of dirt before the explorers could even blink. Great, said Elias. Other Abigail? Already on it. Abigail used her castle-building ability to build an enormous barricade around the pit. Okay, doppelgangers, you go down there, said Elias. We'll figure out what to do up here. The doppelgangers all slid down the sides of the valley the other Elias had dug. Foggy flew over and plucked the slumbering superbunts out of his tree and flew him down into the trench. That's all well and good, said Bunce. You've saved them for, what, another few minutes? But eventually the jammers will find them. You can't plan or scheme your way around tipping the universal scales back into balance. Just then, a green balloon dropped from the sky and broke over Vale's helmet, covering him in green goop. Ah! screamed Vale. I'm melting! I'm melting! I'm melting! Oh, no I'm not. I'm just wet. Because you're human, said Bunce. The magic jammers have no effect on you because you're not magical. I always thought I was kind of magical, said Vale. Okay, so we're safe, said Finn. I have an idea. Bunce, could you cast some more spells? Of course. My magic knows no limits. Great. What I need you to do is create a distraction for those balloons. Maybe a hundred little magical creatures that can fly around the planet. The jammers will have to chase after them, and they'll leave our doppelgangers alone. I don't know, said Bunce. That seems like just a stopgap measure. Sure, the balloons will chase the new spells, but eventually they'll jam them all, and then they'll go after the other us. It's better than nothing, Dad, said Juliana. Please, try Finn's ideas. Okay, said Bunce, for you. <laughs> Suddenly, dozens and dozens of tiny race cars lined up on the ground. Shouted Bunce, and the cars sped off. In the distance, they saw jammers rain down after the speedy racers. 
You didn't put tiny drivers in the cars, did you? said Elias. Because then we'd have to create another distraction to keep those drivers alive. No, said Bunce. He stepped toward the explorer pod, but stumbled. I, I didn't think of that, he said. I should have, though. He took another step and wobbled. He put a hand on the side of the pod. That would have been... Oh, that would have been really cute. Bunce slid off the side of the pod and crumpled on the ground, passed out. Dad! shouted Juliana and ran to him, shaking him. Help! she cried. Oh boy, what has happened to Bunce? Here they have this grand plan to save the doppelgangers by distracting the magic jammers, sending race cars all over the planet. And Bunce does it, but then he collapses outside the pod. And they need Bunce! That's the only way they can get back to the planet where he got the magic from. He's the only one who knows where it is. So what's going to happen in the next episode? How do they save Bunce? And will the explorers, who have had so many problems with Bunce in the past, put themselves at risk to save him? Who knows? All I know is I'm really glad that I'm able to speak in complete and proper sentences. I did not really appreciate that spell. But if you have other spells that are not aimed at me that you'd like to see in the story, you can send those to earth at fincaspian.com, subject line, spell, and I will see them, Bebop won't, and then I will be safe, it'll be in the story, it'll be fun, and I'll be able to speak clearly. All right, everybody, thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye-bye. All right, thanks again for hanging out with us. Thanks for sending in all your spell ideas. Keep sending them in. Don't send them to Bebop, please. I don't want any more slipper fires in here. But please do send them to earth at fincaspian.com. Subject line, spells. The Alien Adventures of Fincaspian is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Our intern is, of course, Emerson Messenger. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, the recently voted the nicest gentleman in the universe. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. Whew. Sorry, I ran out of breath for a second there. For more great podcasts for your family, go to gzmshows.com and we will see you next week. Spell that a funny was. Doing I'm now it. No, oh. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.